new camp, new lifestyle. This is the new me, and we like the new Edmund Shabazian. And we're going to keep climbing, getting better, and this is just the start for sure. Edmund, the golden boy, Shabazian! She's landing her shots. Yes, she is. But she lands with more impact. Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. Um, we're getting started just a moment here late. And I'm trying to do three things at once, uh, and I'm doing none of them well. We have uh, 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 Lupe Godinez will be on the show, as well as Edmund Shabazian uh, joining us in just a moment. We haven't had him on, I think, three years, if that's correct. It does not seem that long, uh, but apparently it is. Fighting the co-main against Anthony Hernandez. Um, what do you think, Matt? I think it's he's he's probably happy that he got the monkey off his back. You know what I mean? He's coming off a win. He was coming off of a three straight losses. And after three straight losses, yep. they could give you your walking papers. But I think they seen the UFC, the powers that be, they seen what I see. And that is that this guy has so much potential, Edmund. And, yeah. uh, you know, I don't think those three losses – really represent his skills and no last, i agree his last fight is more of a uh you know more like, indicative yes that's the word exact that's the exact word i was going to use let's bring him in uh let's bring in i hope my audio is okay while you're bringing him in explain to tell that say that word to me again so i can sound more indicative yeah the guy's indicative well, no, no, it's indicative. The last fight was indicative of his skill set. The last fight was indicative of uh, his skill set, Jimmy. Yeah, tell yeah. indicative is a great word. There he is. Hey, Edmund, how you doing? Good, how are you guys? Good to see you, man. And you can listen. I feel like we've been watching you fight, you know, uh, some ups, some downs for a long time. And then I look at your... Your, your, your sheet here, and I'm looking at the, the profile. You're still only 25 years old, dude. <laughs> you still got yeah. the world by the nuts. I was, yes, 26. I was 26 the first time I stepped inside that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, for sure. For sure. I, I love having the experience in the octagon. And at a young age, it's cool. It's definitely cool. How Learning. good did it feel against uh, Lungi and Bulu? You, you, had, you, had, you, you were on a, a great streak, and then you dropped three. What kind of pressure did you feel? Because you looked so good in that fight. Your, your straight kicks up the middle, and you were, you were, he was really landing heavy, heavy body kicks. Um, and he's obviously got a lot of power, but you fought so smart and so well. What were you feeling going into that fight after three losses, and how much pressure did you feel on yourself? You know, uh, I kind of put all that to the side. You know, I, of course, I was, I faced all that and this, that. And then I moved to Vegas for that year. I took time to really improve and work on myself. And then with that, with that fight, I, I went in there with a clear mind. I'm like, I'm, I'm in a new setting, new place. It's a new me. You know, I'm, I'm here to, like, showcase a, a dominant performance and really, like, show my skills. And uh, 
yeah, I was happy that I was able to do that for sure. Yeah, that must have been a, a trim. When, when you, uh, does confidence waver at all in those moments? I guess it's a normal thing, but like after the second, are you like, ah, I don't, I, what's going to happen here? And then maybe it changes for you after that win. Uh, no, like after that, honestly, coming into that fight, I'm like, I'm ready to go all rounds. I'm like, uh, uh, like I'm ready to, I'm ready to put it like, go to the distance even, you know, I'm ready. I'm, I'm ready like that. So even for this fight, I'm going to be ready like that. And the finish just comes, honestly, I, I, I'm a finisher. You know, when I see the finish, I take it. Um, and yeah, I don't hold, hold off on finishes for sure. Now, when it was time to leave your, your old academy, your old, your old gym, yeah. Yeah. And to find a new one, to find a new home for your career. This is what you do. This is your livelihood. Yes. What did you pick uh, Extreme Couture with the great um, Eric Nixick, I believe you're working with, yes? So I'm working with uh, Eric. Uh, I've, I've worked with Eric before, but I mainly work with Coach Dewey Cooper and Jason Manley. Okay. Um, yeah. All right. But, uh, I hear, you know what? We, had, we just had, we just had um, Cody Garbrandt on, and he was saying such nice things about Dewey Cooper. He likes oh, yeah. working with Mazel. I can tell Dewey Cuba's got that. He's got a good energy about him. He looks oh, like, my God. like yeah, a the vibes on giant. Oh my God. Such good vibes. Such good vibes. Positivity. And like, obviously he's so experienced as a fighter, you know, in kickboxing and boxing. And he has MMA experience as well. So yeah. Um, working with that kind of coach is incredible. You know, and then I, I work with Jason Manley for my grappling, wrestling. It's just it's amazing. And then all the guys at extreme for sparring all the bodies in my weight class, uh, top guys in the division, you know, working with so every day. So you're not going to not improve. You're going to improve for sure. Working with high level guys. Yeah, I guess it helps too to have all these different guys that can come in too. There's, there's such a, a probably a better, uh, a bigger variety of, of, of top notch fighters you can deal with now, as opposed to where you were before. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, before it would kind of be like, um, the, probably the best guy in the room but now here like i get pushed on a day-to-day -day basis and uh yeah it, i've been improving every day and uh i'm i'm ready to step into the gym every day whooping ass getting whooped whooping ass getting whooped you know and and then learning every day yeah jimmy no no i was gonna say uh when you moved did you know I'm going to Vegas and I'm going to go with Couture or did you say, I'm not sure what I'm going to do yet. I'm going to look at a few different locations and did you bounce around a little bit or was Vegas your mind made up before you even went there? Yeah. So before I moved to Vegas, I spoke with uh, my manager, Ali, and he uh, kind of like, I knew Jason Manley, you know, he was in Vegas. So uh, I've worked with him in the past and um, moving to Vegas, I, I spoke with him as well and Ali and then Ali connected me with Dewey and then like, I don't know, like, I knew some of the fighters there, and then, like, I kind of just, like, figured out myself around it, you know? And then, yeah, but it was definitely an influence of, like, Ali, Jason, and then uh, I just put it all together, and, like, compared to December when I fought till now, like, I'm settled in much more, and uh, right. I've, I found myself here a lot better. And you're living, I believe, off the strip. <laughs> yeah, off the strip, right. off the strip. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm, like, five minutes six minutes away from the PI. So real close. That PI how, is amazing too. Go how ahead, far Jim. from the strip is the PI? 
like 15 minutes. Oh, it is. Yeah. Okay. It's been, it's been quite a bit since I've been there. I guess it helps to not be on the strip too. the distractions. Again, we just had Cody. We're talking about, he said he lives by, I think near Henderson, uh, which it probably helps to have a little bit of distance. So you can't just go out and take a five minute drive and be on the strip. You you have to actually make plans to go there. For sure. You know, I mean, once in a while I'll go to the strip just to like walk around because I, I, I like uh, the scenery there sometimes on just walking around like free, like clearing your mind, and, like seeing people. Yeah. It's, it's cool. But, you know, I have access to that anytime I want, literally 15, 20 minutes away from me. So but the main focus here is literally I get to go to the PI, get to go to extreme, get to go to Dewey's gym. They're all five, six minutes away from me. I do all that. They're all by me. And then I go to my recovery, my therapy at the, um, at the PI. It's all like easily accessible to me. So that's one of the major benefits in living in Vegas too. What's, what's also nice about living in Vegas is this weekend when you're battling, I mean, you could sleep in your bed, right? Yes. I, yeah, I am. I'm sleeping in my own bed. I'm on my couch right now. Just chilling. I'm not at the, I'm not at the fighter hotel. <laughs> so that's so awesome, man. I oh, know dude. Now Joe Fort, New Jersey. I went yeah. over the day before. I don't got to jump on a plane. I drove an hour and a half. It is. Yeah. Nice. It is. It is. Nice. No, it's a, it's amazing. I did that for my last fight too. I was fighting here in Vegas at T-Mobile. I, I slept in my own bed. I'm like just in a day in the office. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a little thing like just recovery from a time zone difference that other guys have to deal with. I mean, people forget, like, we always think of the distance of travel, but I mean, if it's a four or five hour time zone difference, I mean, you have to, you have to just go days earlier to let your body adjust. It's probably such yeah. an advantage to be home. Oh, for sure. For sure. You know, and then we got the desert advantage, the heat here, you know. We, we're training in the heat. We, we live in the heat. <laughs> yeah. Do you, do you like it? Like I go to Vegas and I always feel like it's very overwhelming. Um, but I guess if you're in the suburbs, you kind of settle into it just being like anywhere else. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. There's literally like all I do right now is go train. I go eat because there's so many spots to eat here or I eat at the PI because they take care of the food for you there. Get therapy, go train again go to recovery, go home, sleep, repeat, you know, when I'm in camp. When we have, uh, when you're at nodding, when you're not in camp, yeah. what do you like to do on a day off? Now, Vegas has lots of things to do, man. A lot, yeah. Yeah, you know, a lot. From hiking to this or that. I mean, you yeah. have, to, again, we talked about the desert. I'm, yeah. I'm sure there's fucking lakes over there. I mean, yeah. somewhere. Uh, hey, what do you like to do? What kind of hobbies we got there, Edmund? I mean, for the guys that are just listening, people listening, hobbies. tell us, hobbies. what do you like hobbies. to do on the day off? Day off, let's see. I mean, there's a gun store here that I really like to go to. It's called The Gun Store. So I go check that out sometimes. Um, I like going on walks, of course. Uh, I just like walking around. And then if there's no sports, if there's sports on, I definitely go to like a sports book and just chill out and watch the, watch the games and like hang out with friends. And then uh, if I'm not in fight camp, I'll probably like take a quick flight to L.A. because my family's all in L.A literally 45 minutes, go down there, chill nice. for a couple of days, come back. It, it's all like, that's one of the benefits too. Cause I live, I used to live in Cali and all my family's all in Cali. So, and it's not too far from me. That's also a benefit for me. You know, I get to see them whenever I want to on an off weekend. So, yeah. That's great. You're living the dream at 25 yeah. years old. So yeah, thank, you. thank you guys. Yeah. And, and uh, I'm, blessed, I'm blessed to have uh, been fighting in the UFC. I got signed, I believe at, at 20 from the contender. So made my debut at 21. So I'm, I'm happy to have had that experience in the octagon. And I know I've faced some adversity in the octagon, but you know, 
it's a learning experience and um i'm i'm learning every day from it and we're being a better fighter every day it ups your fight iq i'll tell you that much okay. yes sir Fourth yeah time. i think it's one of those things too when you when you go through it and you see like oh, okay i can come out the other side i think that was a huge win for you especially how you want it he looked really good in that fight too i mean it, it wasn't like he was fighting a bad fight there was one time i want to say it was in the first or it might have been in the middle of the second where he tried to he went for a takedown and if I remember, you you almost skipped halfway across the cage uh, and kept your yeah. balance. And it, it was such good takedown defense. And I'm like, that must have felt really good. And, and yeah. uh, it must have been quite a confidence booster, too. Like, hey, I, I can, in the middle of the octagon, keep my balance and go back and not just be taken okay. down. For sure, for sure, you know. And even if I was taken down, I'm not afraid to be taken down because right. I'll work my way up. You know, I'm, I'm sure. confident in my ability to get up and keep fighting, keep keep pressing, for sure, you know. And, yeah. You were a young uh, training partner of Ronda Rousey, if I remember correctly. Is this correct? Yeah. Now, yeah, do you yeah. talk to Ronda anymore or no? I haven't spoken since I've left Cal Cali, you know. Uh -huh. But, you know, where I don't have any problems with anyone yeah. from there. Uh, but, yeah, I haven't had a chance to speak with anyone. It could be a little – I don't know how her situation was with her old coach. But it could be a little – you know, you seem very drama-free. You seem like a drama-free kid. Yeah, so it yeah. It would be a little bit when you're leaving a place that you've been at, this is what you get, Jimmy. Oh, the disloyalty. We brought you to the park. Yeah. It's like, hey, you know what I mean? But at the end of the day, and I'm not digging through no uh, laundry here, what I'm trying to say is you got to do what's best for you. It's your Absolutely. life. Absolutely. So, yeah. Pretty and much. Like, That's the end of it. Yeah. Uh, doing this was definitely uh, better for me. You know, in fighting, you got to be a little bit of, if you're the fighter, you got to be a little bit selfish, you know? Yes. If, sure. Uh, and like, I stayed in California, what, I took three straight losses, you know, and I knew a change was needed and I really needed to get away and really regroup and ch have a change of minds all around. So it, it was definitely a good thing for me and, uh, you know, and it's going to keep paying off for sure. Yeah, sometimes just breaking routine, um, it helps. Sometimes just making a move, it just it resets you, and and you learn things all over again, or you, you, your mind just kind of goes back, and you in a way start over. Uh, I think you have to. If if things get stagnant, um, it can happen with anybody. So I think you made a really smart move. And uh, Anthony Hernandez, I think he's won four out of five fights. We only have his last five uh, here, but he's looked really good. What are you expecting out of him on Saturday? Yeah, you know, um, I expect, I'm expecting him to come with. Um, he's gonna, I believe, he's gonna try to pressure, you know, and implement his grappling pace. Um, but I'm ready for that, you know. I'm gonna neutralize that and and put, put on my game, you know. I'm ready for whatever he possesses. But that that's mostly what I believe he's gonna do. He's gonna push, try to push the pace and try to, you know, implement his grappling. But you're ready. Yeah, again, I, yeah, I'm sure you've been working on grappling since you, I'm sure you worked on it before, but even probably more intensely yeah. since you've been at uh, Couture. For sure, for sure. And I'm looking at the, I'm looking at that last four to five fights with uh, Anthony Hernandez. And listen, anybody that gets their way in the octagon is, uh, is obviously a fucking dangerous opponent. Sure. Yeah. You know, besides the likes of Kevin Highland, I, I don't see any wins over anybody like fucking Edmund over here. This is yeah. going to be fireworks. Right, oh, yeah. Edmund, this oh, is a absolutely. nice dance partner for you to really... Absolutely. You know, nice you know, I, I always come out to fight. You know, I always come out to perform. And, uh, yeah, I, I'm ready to I'm ready to fight Saturday and get my hand raised, no doubt about it. Dude, listen, I'm very happy for you. You, you seem like you're in a very good headspace right now. So I'm excited. Yes, 
to see Thank what you. you're going to bring. Because, you know, you, we all, listen, I always knew, and we always knew by watching you, man, this guy has. Sure. What we were talking about before you came on is I'm like, I'm looking. You bounce back after those three losses, but that's not nearly as indicative of that. Doesn't really represent. I can't, Jimmy, I tried to say the big word. It's not indicative of how good oh. you are. Yes, <laughs> Jimmy, that's what you know what he said it earlier, and he sounded so smart that I wanted to say it. And I yeah. sound like a moron. No, like, you don't. What is this? You're better than those three losses showed. Your last fight showed the type of form you're in and the uh, type of fighter you are. And by the way, we're talking to you now, your head's your head's the way your head is. Yeah. I'm excited for this weekend, bro. Excited for you. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah, have a great fight and congrats on the co-main. Uh, and yes, uh, enjoy yourself, man. You, you, you looked really great last time, and I'm looking forward to this week. And we'll talk to you again. Uh, let's not wait three years till the next time you're on. Let's do it sooner. For sure, for sure, absolutely. Appreciate you guys. Thank you guys. All right, Bad Bad, thanks a lot. Bad. Good talking to you. Take care, bro. Go get him. Have Go a good one. All right, see you guys. Bye. And you know, Matt, um, speaking of uh, Anthony Hernandez did sub it off all Vieira. I, I seen that right when I was saying that, but it was, yeah. it was like in space balls when he was start on the left. He goes, that's the right. He goes, it's too late. Keep walking. Yeah. Sorry. It's not like that at all. No, but I'm a bit of a stuttering prick today. I feel no, not at all. But I mean, that's a big submission. Um, it is big. Yeah. What round so, was it? Well, let me check. Actually, I should probably know that, but I don't. It, I'm a blind fucking idiot. Second round. Oh, second round. 153 of the second. Well, let me tell you something. My bad. But uh, Edmund, listen, Edmund's a, a well-rounded mofo. Such if a you What's that? If you watch that uh, um, uh, Lungi and Bulu fight again, I've never, the fact that he was taking those body kicks, I mean, this guy, again, like, you know, I'll, I'll babble about OSP and those big heavy leg kicks. I've never seen legs like anybody uh, on anybody like uh, Lungi and Bulu. I've never seen, like, it, it literally looked like you could see, like, the square muscle in the top of the leg. I've never seen a, a stronger looking leg. And he was kicking Shabazi and uh, really a beautiful uh, kicks to the uh, midsection. And he didn't even seem phased by it. So, um, yeah, he looked really good in his last fight. Hey, well, yeah, no, yes, he did. And uh, while we're looking at these, uh, why don't we look at this fights a little bit? Of course. How about just a little bit? Let's do it. Um, oh, shit. The return of Chase Cooper. I like Chase Cooper. He's yeah. Uh, all right. Let's do the main card. Mackenzie uh, against Angela. Mackenzie Dirt, of course, against Angela Hill. Wait, hold on. Where the fuck did you get that from? Oh, that's the main event. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you're starting from the top. Oh, I thought you were saying that. You, oh, you say main card. Well, I like to start on the main card, and I like to start on the bottom. Now we're here. Diego Fajeda against uh, Michael Johnson. Dude, come on, man. Where's Diego been? Uh, he's dropped a few. Uh, uh, Gillespie, uh, Gamrot, uh, and Benil beat him. He's had uh, a bit of a rough, uh, rough uh, bit of luck here. Rough. Yeah. No, listen, he's he's sorry. He is a uh, a rough customer. Did I tell you that George St. Pierre? Well, I'm glad to see him back. And him and Michael Johnson, that's a fun one. That's George St. Pierre sent me the the trailer for Yes. I told you that. You did, yeah. It's all right. It looks we were good. talking to Cody when we were talking to Cody Garbrandt about old rivals because you saw a picture yeah, of him, right. Dominic. That's right, man. You know what's funny? What? 
know these young guys should know this now. I don't have any losses that keep me up at night. And I doubt they will either when they're my age. How do you see the guys that beat you, you guys you beat, you're just like, hey, what's up? Good to see you guys. Like, you know right. what I mean? Yeah. At the time, it's like the most devastating thing. And then if anybody asked me about my Shoney Carter backfist, I could give a fuck less. Yeah. But then again, I did get redemption, so maybe that's why I don't give a fuck. Right. Maybe you've kind of you're over it because oh. you've you you avenged it. And then I'm like, oh well, George ABA kicked my ass in Montreal. But then I'm like, well, I beat his ass too, and that makes me happy. Yeah, you shocked the world. I mean, come on, man. It's one of the biggest wins in the history of the UFC. I mean, you can't excuse me? Yeah, that win was it was one of the biggest wins in the history of the UFC. You know that. We'll do my post. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so stupid. Uh, wait, where are you going to the comedy mothership? July fourteenth and fifteenth, um, four shows: two Friday, two Saturday. And the VIPs, I think the VIP seats are sold out already, so it's just the regular seats are available. I made the mistake, Jimmy. What? Sometimes I, I'm. Oh, Jedi Mark Cerrone called me. That guy's a Hensel crazy black belt. I never. I miss, I miss a lot of phone calls. Yeah. Phone calls now are like my emails now or used to be, or it still are. I never check them. Oh, and then it used to be, all right, just give me a call. Now it's like, all right, just text me. Cause I, I only I, tell you. So I was going through my phone, missed, missed messages. And then I heard one from Hulk. It's a, it's a minute long. It's a guy that died recently, a friend of mine. Oh, wow. I remember I told you that he was um, telling me, like, oh, I'm, he was taking stand-up comedy lessons. This is what I like about Hulk. Guy was 54 years old, and he's doing all these. He was playing the drums in a band out east. Like, like uh, he, plays in the, he was playing drums. And then he, he's not a really – he's a funny guy, but not stand-up comedy funny, but he just wanted to take those things. Right. So there's a message on here of him talking to me. Saying, ah, oh, Matty, yes, you got to listen. You got to hear this through, and you got to let me take you to the to the place, and yeah, I'll pay for it. I'll drive you there. He was just for me to take lessons with him, which I have no interest in doing. But uh, or you know, he goes, don't just type back no. I know you're just gonna text back no. And I remember texting back no after all. Oh, you did hear the message already, though. I heard the message. Oh, already. That's good. Good. But you know, it still got me a little teary. You could save that on your computer too, Matt. You should save that so in case you ever lose it. your phone. You got it saved. Okay. I know. I said I have to save it. I don't have to find out. Oh, you got it. it. Yeah, yeah. There's a way to do that because I have some of those and, and my friends that are dead, I'm like really happy I have those. Like those little weird moments. I'm like, yeah, it's nice to have. Yeah. You told me that when, you, when I asked you about do you ever masturbate the weird things? That's right. My dead friend's messages always. Why do you got it? Jimmy, that's not even, that's just bizarre. <laughs> <laughs> I, thought that's where you, I thought that's where you were going with it. <laughs> I like morbid humor, Jimmy. Me too, right, buddy. Hey, we got Lupe Gardenia is coming in. Uh, yes, she is. Oh, man. Um, against uh, Emily Ducote. Um, and they are fight the third fight up, of course, on the on the main card. Well, let's do let's do a couple of picks, Matt. What do you think about uh, Mackenzie against Angela Hill? Angela Hill's won two straight. She had dropped three or four straight, and now she's won. Actually, she beat uh, uh, Emily Ducote was her last fight uh, decision. And she's beat uh, 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 Loopy. So what, what do you think this of this main thing. event? I like Angela Hill a lot. I think yeah. she, and she's really good fighting. Like she does she fights off the grapple as well. But listen to me. My blood type is jujitsu. 
I love it. I live it. Look at my Instagram. I escaped the back. I stood up in posture. I passed the guard. I got a triangle. It's all on my Instagram today. Matt Sarah BJJ. But anyway, I live this shit and I love jujitsu and I love when people use it correctly in MMA. Right. And with Jason um, Perillo in a corner, I believe she'll have enough of the striking down to get a hold of, uh, of Angela Hill. But, uh, man, Angela's really been looking. She's got good footwork and everything. I'm going to say second round sub. I think she's going to fight her way through and get a hold of her. Yeah. Yeah. A grappling situation. See, Mackenzie Dern's one of those where if she even jumps the guard, she's that good where she can get a reversal. Like, she's really good, man. Her jiu-jitsu is very off- uh, aggressive, you know, offensive. You know what I mean? Not so right. Deep. So I'm going to go with uh, Mackenzie in the second, second round. I'll take that too. I mean, I, I think you're right. Um, I, I think that she finds a way to get a hold of her. Um, and I think she, be, by the way, uh, Aljamain's card, uh, two ninety two. I am so fucking blind. Uh, Aljo against Sean O'Malley. What a great undercard too. Uh, Wiley Zhang against Amanda uh, Limos. That's a really, that's gonna be a great, great card. Dude, there's so many things to look forward to. August 19th. Dude, so many things to look forward to, Jimmy. Yeah. So many Let me look over here what we got. Oh, did you hear about Dustin Poirier fighting Justin Gaethje? Dustin Poirier versus Justin Gaethje again. When? What? That's in July. I think July 29th. Is that right? Or is that wrong? Is that 291? I'm, yeah. I imagine it is. That's what I'm reading here. That's pretty exciting. Yep, 291, Salt Lake City. Salt Lake City? Yeah. Poirier versus Gaethje, yeah. too. That's the main, of, huh? Wow. A lot of interesting fights coming up. Yamla Hovis against Alex Pereira. Wow, he did move up. Alex is moving up. I'm going to tell you something. That's not an easy fight for Alex at all. Um, I know he's – what's that? Well, matter of fact, I think Jan Belovitz is going to – I mean, I'll make a prediction now. I think he's going to win that one by adding in the takedowns. It's quite similar to what he did. Israel, yeah. You know what is funny? Uh, somebody said to me – I forgot where I read it. Somebody said, this is this is so interesting because Alex beats Jan. Not only does he have those wins over Israel Adesanya, but he's going to beat a guy that has the only other win over Israel Adesanya. So if he beats – Yabla over it. He's beating the only only other guy to beat him in the octagon. It does so, seem it, like well, here's what will matter. How much was he losing anything by cutting weight? If he's going up comfortably to light heavyweight, if this is where he's natural and belongs, um, does he have even more punching power, or or or, or does the fact that Jan hits harder than anybody he was probably fighting at middleweight mean anything? I, I don't know. But uh, yeah, I think I think Jan can uh, win that fight. Ferguson, Bobby Green, third fight up. Holy shit, is that an interesting fight? It's crazy that he has five straight losses. Man, dude, he's also thirty nine years old. No, no, no. But I'm not. It's not a knock. It's just it, when you Tony Ferguson is such a great fighter, and he's still a fighter that everybody wants to see. I feel bad for Bobby Green, man, because he had that clash of heads. Right. And then that was after I believe he lost to. Was that before or after he lost to Drew Dober? Um, that was after. That was after. That was after the Dober fight. Yeah, and, and that's that's rough. That's that's uh, that's uh, and he was looking good in that fight with uh. They have not fought now. 
Jared Gordon was looking good in that fight. I felt like Bobby Green was trying to push the action a little too much. Yep. Jared was countering him. Yes, he was. But I mean, what a card though. Michael Chiesa versus Kevin. Oh my. We're talking about, this is July 29th. So we can go back to what we were talking about, but I'm just looking at all these fights and I'm getting- Chiesa Hall, Derek Lewis, Marcos Rogerio de Lima. That's a really great fight. It's weird to see Derek Lewis second up on the card. Uh, Michelle Pajeda against uh, Wonder Boy. That's, That's a great. fucking great fight. That is that is really interesting. Wonder Boy dealing with the length and the height and the and the wackiness and the crazy. But he, although he has his movement seems to have slowed down a little bit, kind of like Johnny Walker. He seems like he's calmed down a little bit with his movements. Uh, again, I guess as these guys are fighting better and better uh, fighters, they realize that they have to conserve energy. Costa against uh, against uh, Aliskarov. That's also a great fight, and that's the fourth fight up on the card. And then, for, holy shit, is this a good card? Wow. I'm going to take, by the way, I'm taking Edmund Shabazian this weekend. Shabazian versus Shabazian, uh, yeah. Against, Shabazian, uh, my bad. Uh, I'm going to take him. I'm going to take him with, wow. This guy, this, uh, Anthony Hernandez, he doesn't like going to decision. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. I'm going to take, I'm going to take second round stoppage. It's going to be crazy. That's what I'm saying. Second round. TKO. Huh. I think. Uh, you know what? I think so. Oh, where's Andre, Andre, Andre Philo been? Where's he been? Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to pick that fight too. I think I'm going to, I don't always want to pick the same ones. So you're taking uh, Shabazian. I'll take um, Anthony Hernandez. I can see getting a hold of him. Um, yeah, but he's got better jujitsu than what we're talking about here. Edmund. Edmund's uh, yeah, I, I know. Well, by your pick, I don't think you know. I, I'm going to take Hernandez by decision. Hey, can I do a nice congratulations to the warrior known as uh, Raging Al Iaquinta? And why are you congratulating Al? Because Al, yesterday opened up here in Long Island in his uh, hometown. He opened up Iaquinta Real Estate in Wantua, Long Island. Good for him. So uh, he did it right in his hometown. And I, I, you know what, man, and and me and um, me and we talk about this a lot when we we, we get together with the guys. We just went to Vincent's Clam Bar recently. And when we see guys like Al and 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 Volante, who's a, who's a coach, they listen. There's people who come out of the game. It's like, oh, look at them. That guy made a million dollars. Look at look at this one. Look at Conor McGregor. Look at this one. Look at that one. I look at quality of life. I look sure. at all these guys happy. How is their lives? And I look at Volante with his family, and he's a, and he's a, a, a high school gym coach, and he coaches the sports, and he's he's just happy as shit. I see raging now, man. He had to. We had a, the grand opening yesterday of the uh, Iaquinta real estate in his hometown. So it's where he grew up. Right. Right on like the uh, on like a main street there. And it's uh and, and again, man, and there's family there, friends, there's a DJ out front, and it's all professional there. I mean, he's doing he's winning. These guys are winning in life. Yeah. Successful in life. And again, a guy like Raging Al back in the day breaking up hotel rooms, and the guy was, you know, could have ended up a different way. <laughs> yeah. Raging Al was a little sometimes we're like, yo, man, 
keep him away okay. from the booze and the hotel rooms. And he was nutty, but he channeled it. He focused it. He put it to the right. He 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 he, he directed his energy in in a, in a positive way. And look at him; he's a success. It makes me so happy. And uh, so happy. What Matt? We have Loopy is in the waiting room. Well, listen. Let's bring Loopy. And congratulations to Raging Al Iaquinta Realty. Um, you know, I'm happy for him too. It's great to see guys step into a job that they really like uh, after fighting, and and uh, especially to open your own business. You're not just working for somebody. Uh, Lupe Cadena is fighting Emily Ducote this Saturday on this uh, Mackenzie Dern Angela Hill Club. Hi, uh, Loopy. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Hey, I'm, not sh- okay. I'm sorry, Jimmy. No, but you- I just want to say that if I had abs like that, I would be wearing a half shirt also. I would be, I wouldn't own a shirt. Good for you, Loopy. <laughs> Good job. Thank you. You're up. Your, your story is really interesting to me. Um, how you guys, your, your dad told you guys, I guess you were going to Disney when you left Mexico and you wound up in Vancouver. Uh, because I guess things were very rough there when you were a kid. Uh, it, it was just something something that happened in his business that, uh, you know, like the gang people or whatever. Everything is fine now. Sure. Uh, we can go back there and everything. But yeah, pretty much he was like, we, we're going to go to Disneyland for a vacation. And like when we land, it was Vancouver. And then he's like, what the hell is this? Right. And then we go from there. Actually, I didn't know we were going to stay there forever, obviously, until the next day I was crying. And I was like, just tell me what's going on. And yeah, finally, he's like, yeah, we, we're going to stay here for these reasons. And yeah, it was it was a really hard time. Uh, I cried for about a straight like six months nonstop. Like I was mm-hmm. it was really hard for me to get used to, you know, the new language, a new country. Uh, the culture is so much different. And um, I was only for almost 15. So, of course, you have your, you know, your friends and, and you know, you don't see what's the good, like, what's the good things that, that are going to happen, right? You're just thinking of, oh, my God, this is crazy, right, obviously. Uh, but now we're here and, yeah, I'm, I'm glad. Did you guys drive or fly? We flew. Okay, so you did, did you wonder why you were going to Canada instead? Or did you say, like, what are we doing? What was his answer? Yeah, the, at the uh, at the airport, I hear Vancouver, Canada. I was like, where are we going? You know, and 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 he's like, oh, change of plans, right? And then exactly at that moment, I kind of start feeling something, something wasn't right, and uh, of course, the whole flight, five hours, I was crying, like I just didn't, you know, didn't know what was going on, but I, I was feeling something, but I I just, you know, it's hard, and uh, yeah. You get wow! Green and instead of like, you probably saw a moose and you probably thought it was oh is that an animal for the uh, oh no that's not goofy I don't know listen <laughs> that sucks you're expecting like a big turkey leg and goofy and Pluto and then instead you get a you know a whole new life which is very yeah. interesting it makes for a very interesting story yeah you know when you're writing yeah. a story. Yeah, and, and uh, we start from scratch. We we go, you know, once we go to Canada, no English, no jobs, no school. It was just like, okay, now you're here, now make it work, right? Pretty much. 
my dad was mid 40, uh, early 40s, I want to say. So from having his own business, from having his own thing, he had to start washing cars, my mom cleaning houses. I started cleaning bathrooms in, in, in this place. I started cleaning houses. I, I just started hustling. You got to hustle, right? Uh, not at that age. I was too young. At, and like there, I was starting to do that after. But at the beginning, I was like, you know, I was collecting um, cans to get some cash so I could, you know, oh. call my friends because my parents like wouldn't just give me money and and they have never had give me just money just like that. I have all work for my for my money. So uh, yeah, it wasn't you know it wasn't easy to to pretty much start from scratch. You know, did you did he not tell you guys because you wouldn't have gone or did he just want to keep it quiet and like no packing, no furniture, no nothing, just go because you had to leave quickly. Uh, well, it was mostly because if they told me I was probably gonna just go and hide with my with my and my friend's house or something stupid that a teenager would do, right? Yep. Just to just to make it difficult, and uh, yeah, and I always tell like every time I'm like when I'm eighteen, when I'm nineteen, I'm I'm out, I'm I'm going back to Mexico and blah blah blah. But you know, life happens, uh, and you start making a new life, and you start learning, you start speaking English, you start meeting people, you start understanding a little bit more about the culture and, uh, you know, you start getting into the mix. And and now I can go back to Mexico anytime pretty much. And, and I have done it and, and I love it, you know. That must have been amazing, that first trip back to go see your friends. And how long did you have to wait? Like 10 years. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. Because, <laughs> well, first of all, I didn't have the money to travel. We were waiting for a residence, a residence, and we couldn't leave the country uh, because of the residence stuff. Mm. And then, yeah, and then of course I didn't have the 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 funds to to travel. Now wow. your friends back home, when you left as a teenager, they have to see your success and you fighting on a world stage. How was that? Were they like, "Wow, look at Lopi"? Yeah, well, this is funny because uh, people that know me from the past, this is me. They, they, I haven't changed a bit because uh, when I was a little kid, I used to make all the kids cry, bite them, fight them, push them. Um, <laughs> yeah, when I was in, in school in Mexico, I was actually, I was competing in judo, so I would go to little tournaments here and there. So. Like they, they knew I was always been to like contact. Like I like contact. So of course now that they see me in the UFC, of course they are like, oh my gosh, all of these amazing things that you're doing. But of course, that like of course you're gonna do that because that's you, pretty much. It may it was a logical place for you to go. Yeah, yeah. It's hysterical. What they weren't they weren't surprised that their old friend Loopy, the toughest one in the neighborhood, is now one of the toughest in the world. Exactly. <laughs> when did you start fighting? Uh, did you, like when you got when you got to Vancouver, or what actually got you training? Yeah. Uh, well, since that's a rookie, as I say, I've always been like into pushing kids, biting the, biting them and stuff. So <laughs> my mom had to always keep me busy, put me into track, this and that. And and when when she put me in track, this coach, uh, Cuban coach, uh, she, he's like, hey, you should bring her to my to my judo class. And then I started doing judo and, and, I, and I did it for about a year and I was competing all around Mexico. I was like 
two months in and I was already like traveling and winning because just my strong and aggressiveness just you know and the technique came later <laughs> but, yeah and and then I quit I my body started changing and you know every time every every time I was going to the ground like this like everything will hurt just like my I was developed everything right no. so I quit then after a few years I we moved to to Vancouver and uh just talking with someone, I was like, oh, why you don't do that again? I'm like, oh, that's a great idea. I went back to judo again after a few months. I was competing in Canada. Mm. I did it for about a year and I hurt my knee. Mm. Uh, so I had to find something else that is contact, that it was a uh, lower impact in my knee because I kept re-injuring. Mm. So I found jiu-jitsu and it was great then my knee got so much better and and you know because i will hurt my knee but i will keep going to judo because i love that and then uh i was watching um uh ronda rosie's fight in you know one of the her first yeah. fights and i was like dang i want to do that and uh my, my friend is like oh just go to this gym over here it's super close i started going there i started training there and uh, took me two years to get my amateur fight because I couldn't get the range from striking. I was so scared to get punched on the face. I would cover up like this and and uh, I slowly, you know, overcome that fear of getting punched on the face and, and get used to it. And uh, yeah, so I've been training for about six years, seven years. That's, uh, and I'm sure your family is great. And I'm, you went there, you spoke no English when you went to Canada? No, zero, nobody. My wow. mom, my dad, nobody. That's crazy. And and so just being immersed, you just kind of had to learn. That, that's so fascinating because I have no, I'm so bad at foreign languages. I've tried and my brain just doesn't do it. I, I stink at it. So I'm amazed anyone can do it. Yeah, and, I'm not actually very good at of, of, of language, uh, different languages. But uh, actually, when I was in high school in Canada, like people will talk to me and then I'll just be like, <laughs> that's it, you know, and, and slowly when I started working, I started cleaning houses, I started washing cars, then you kind of start to learn a few words here and there and, and slowly learn the language. That's yeah. wild. Yeah. I was born here and I could hardly speak English. Uh, let me ask you, Loopy. Uh, both of your sisters are decorated wrestlers with medals from Pan American Games. Do you ever wrestle with them? And how old are they compared to you? Uh, okay. Anna is 20. Yeah, 20, 21. Oh. And uh, Carla is about 23, 20, 24. Yeah. That's so cool that they like they like the uh, the grappling. So they're doing wrestling. They didn't go into the judo. They prefer the wrestling. Yeah, they they didn't go to do judo. Um, they started in, the, in, in, in the school, in high school, and then slowly they started, you know, uh, they got a scholarship. Um, then they picked them up in a university there in, in Vancouver, and then it slowly started growing and, and the goal is to go to the Olympics this year and yeah, next year, I mean, yeah, this one's coming up and, uh, yeah, this year is going to be a really busy year for them. So I'm really excited for them. Any um, any goals for MMA action with these girls or no? Um, not right now. Maybe one of them. Maybe. Um, but we will see. Right now, they're super into. You know, this year is really important year for them, 
and their own thing or care about anything else. So it's it's hard to say. That's great though. That's yeah. phenomenal. That's a family of like gladiators. Your dad must be so proud. Does he have any boys or all girls? He wanted boys, but he got four girls. Man, I got three girls. If he was here right now, I'd give him a high 10. I'm with <laughs> you. It's good. Hey, I never, anybody always asked me, oh, did you want to try for a boy? No. If yeah. I had my first girl, I'm like, I'm done. This is great. Give me some more <laughs> girls. I love it. Yeah. Well, Loopy, look, uh, it's really good talking to you. Your story is so interesting, and it, it's just you seem like you're in such a great place. Uh, good luck, Emily Ducote, on the uh, on the main card this Saturday night. Have a great fight, and it's really it's good talking to you. Thank you very much, guys. All right, have, have a great right. fight. We'll talk to you again, okay? Thank you. Thank you. Hey, Loopy. That was great. Yeah, a fascinating story. I'm, I'm amazed by somebody who just gets put someplace without speaking the language and then they learn it. Like, it's just so amazing to me. Yeah, man. Um, let's do a pick on her fight. I'm going to take Loopy. I think, I think she wins by decision. Uh, most of her fights tend to go to decision. Uh, her last sub, I think 21, she submit, uh, had a sub. But I think she, uh, I think she wins by a decision. Loopy by decision. Loopy by decision. I'm going to call the same thing. All right. Thank you to Ed. I have to go because I have a, uh, a family Ooh. commitment. Tonight, uh, um, I want to just say uh, Fat Black Pussycat, it might be sold out at 7 p.m. And this Saturday, New Jersey, Montclair, the um, Wilmont, uh, Wilmont Theater, and then July 14, 15, I'm doing Rogan's Club in Austin. That's so great, man. Me, you can always see me at, uh, you know, Sarah BJJ, Huntington, Long Island. Uh, also, Jimmy. Yes, buddy. I want to plug Dean Thomas's podcast. I yes. Today. It's called Dean's Got Answers. Okay. Very nice. Uh, you know, I done his, his podcast the other day and it was fun. It's called D-I-N-S, Dean. It's spelled like that. Uh, it's got answers. Dean's got answers. Okay. All right, then I'll speak to you after this weekend, bro. Have fun with your family. Uh, thanks, buddy. I'll talk to you soon. Love you, Jimmy. Say, I love you, Matt, Sarah. Love Goodbye. you more. Yes, you probably do. Is it awkward now that I said that? I was no, kidding. no, you're right. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>